0: hey what's up everybody this is brian mckelfresh here with the cfb dynasty podcast um recording here on a saturday night with uh zach tau how's it going i
1: uh, doing all right how are you
0: doing great um got to go uh make the 45 minute drive to gainesville today and watch florida lose to kentucky Ugh. on senior night um but uh, hey, no surprise, really, no surprise. It's just it's just basketball, like spring games coming up in a month or so, it's way more important. Um, yeah. All right, so uh, today we're talking about the top 50 quarterbacks, our first uh, rendition of the rankings here. We're gonna be releasing, so we just launched quarterbacks, we'll be releasing running backs, receivers, then tight ends, then our top 200. Um, in order with tears and everything. So quarterbacks, uh, always the most important position to, to get right to nail when you're drafting. Um, you've been in some mock drafts, Zach. So have, uh, has anything surprised you so far on the quarterbacks?
1: Um, in the two, well, I guess I've been in a mock, but I've been in two best balls and it's a little different in a best ball. Um, But still, I have been surprised at a few of the quarterbacks that have gone pretty early. Um, Like, I guess, like Bryce Young's always going to be one of the top quarterbacks. I I get it. And I've talked about it on previous podcasts. I just don't know that I would take him as my first quarterback. Um, If he fell to me and like in the second round, I'm like, you know what? I can't go wrong with Bryce Young. But I think if you're going to – top five pick and you're going to go Bryce Young man. like you really need him to have a season like he had last year and I don't and I don't know that you I mean you look it's Alabama you know that they're going to score you know that they're they've got all the talent in the world but eventually you think like they have to replace these receivers they keep losing and eventually one of these years it's not going to work out the way it did um, Jameson Williams is a, is a freak athlete like Um Burton might be that guy. I just don't know that we're sitting here thinking is is Jermaine Burton Jamison Williams.
0: No, I don't think he is, but he's definitely a different player. But I think he is every bit as effective potentially.
1: Yeah, but now okay, then that next question becomes okay, then who's Mechie? Right? Like, yeah, and you
0: you know they've got the talent. You hope absolutely some of them heard Nick Saban. You know he planted that out there on purpose. Oh, yes
1: when he blasted he said they didn't guys. take advantage of, a, of the national championship game opportunity mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah yep. absolutely and you know there will be some guys that um that step up to brooks it'd uh, be one of them um i know my guy javon baker transferred out to kentucky so it won't be him yeah. um but there's there's so many guys in that that, that uh depth and, chart that 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 could easily be john mechie And the portal's not over yet. And the portal's not over yet. Yeah, Um, yeah. um, That's that's one of the big surprises, I guess, for me is the way Bryce Young goes. Caleb Williams also has been going really high, Um, and you and you understand it because he's he's familiarity with Lincoln Riley, um, potentially Mario Williams. I mean, being his top target, I just don't know if that just immediately makes him a top three quarterback. You know what I mean? Oh,
0: I agree. I'm not taking him super high. He could be like, he got that upside, but I mean, he was at Oklahoma, same coach, amazing receivers and struggled last year during different parts.
1: Struggled in the way that you didn't expect them to struggle. Like he Mm -hmm. still put up points. Don't get me wrong. He was, he was kind of, um, he ran the ball a lot, got a lot of touchdowns that way. But like his numbers weren't the old Kyler Murray numbers, the Baker Mayfield numbers, the Jalen Hurts numbers. It weren't they weren't that. Um, so I, maybe maybe he is that guy. I just don't know that I I'm drafting him that high.
0: Yeah, I think he'll progress. Like really, what a lot of the teams. I think Kansas State uh, like they just took away the deep ball, which he loves to throw, mm-hmm. and he, the Eric Gray's like out. Um, you know, in the flats for an easy 25 yard gain, and he's just not even looking at him. So I think those are some things that are fixable and
1: that like different from DJU potentially. We'll get to that. We'll get to him. Uh, I got I got a lot to say about him. But um if if I'm drafting and you're asking me who I'd rather to take a a flyer on, you call it a flyer, Caleb Williams or Jackson Dart. I think I'm going with Jackson Dart. Yep. Right, like I think that, so. That, I, I,
0: neither. I don't know it, the weapons. The weapons are better at at USC,
1: th- correct? But okay. I think the system right now that that Kiffin has in place at Ole Miss is quite impressive, especially for quarterbacks.
0: I'm so excited for Jackson Dart. So I <laughs> have in my um, you know couple dynasty leagues that I have. I have Dart. And I have Zach Evans, and I'm super stoked mm-hmm. that they both kind of ended up there at Ole Miss. It's going to be a fun uh, mm-hmm. fun combination, which is going to be totally different than last year. And then who's the guy that steps up yeah. for DART? Is it Mingo, who I drafted too early a couple of years ago, um, but maybe he he becomes wide receiver one for them. Maybe not. Again, the portal is still open for mm-hmm. them, so we'll see. Yeah.
1: Um, well, I know I've talked about guys that I um, that are kind of high up. Guys that – could you want me to talk about some guys that have kind of been drafted later? Well, let's
0: – yeah, yeah, go for it.
1: Well, the one that I, I – Dorian Thompson Robinson, right? Like he – at UCLA, I feel like he's being underdrafted, and I was the one who drafted him in the latest best ball. And I got him like – when did I get him? I got him ninth round, middle of the ninth round. I think the second one I did, Solid. I got him like 10th, 12th round, what somewhere in there. And I feel like he could easily be a top 15 quarterback.
0: Oh, I, totally. Yeah. And
1: and I'm grabbing him in like the 25, 30 spot.
0: I forgot got am at 14 right now.
1: Yeah. So I, I haven't even really studied these rankings, but I, I feel like – Getting really good value, especially right now. Um, maybe not so when we get closer to the season and you know reports come out how he's looking like. You know the Heisman campaigns all start mm-hmm. hitting Twitter and all that stuff. So yeah, and you um, said
0: the keyword there, value, and that's one of the things we really hit on on the the post. If you go and and read it, where we took the you know last year's data and we're looking at the tiers as if they were broken up into, you know, groups of 12, like a standard fantasy league. So if you look at the top tier of quarterbacks, tier one, the top 12 guys, they average 35 points per game. The tier two guys. Yeah. Thank you. The tier two guys average 28 points per game. So if on average you're playing against a tier two guy and you have one of those tier ones, that's a seven point per game advantage at one position Mm -hmm. on average going into the, into the season. Um, Also within that tier one, um, Bailey Zappi was number one last year with 43 points per game. There was a 13 fantasy points per game gap. um, uh, Zappi versus the 12th guy, Carson Strong, who averaged 30.6. So you're, if you get one of those elite quarterback ones, Yeah, Um, which who's elite this year? Well, I can't wait to talk about that um, when we get to the top of the list. But Mm -hmm. I really think it's just one right now that's like proven And, and ready. And
1: even with that one, his he could have games where he doesn't do much. Because, Whoa, he doesn't yeah. have, because
0: he doesn't have to doesn't play into the second half. That, yeah, that's exactly. kind of the point.
1: Like he may not even throw the ball, but 12 times and now you're just sitting, but we'll get to him. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, like, so like with Bryce young, like you're saying it's, we're not saying he's going to do bad. It's just, you've got to draft him at the right value. Mm-hmm. And for us, the, the metric that when we are looking at rankings, what we're, what we're talking about here, especially when we do our top 200, um, you know with all the positions in there fantasy points per game earned how many points are you getting as compared to a tier one of that position um yep. so if you're taking like the easiest one i think to to talk about like we've hit on you know a few times uh Brock bowers um and um mayor uh mayor yeah mm-hmm. from Notre Dame those two guys are projected to, you know, have a substantial lead. Like they're on a tier by themselves. They're drafted in the second, third round versus other tight ends going in seventh, eighth, ninth round. So if you can get one of those two guys, are you getting 10 points per game better than the guys going in round seven, eight, nine?
1: It's a good question. And we, and not to try to deviate much off the quarterbacks, but um, Andrew and Chris and I had talked about it on the burning redshirt pod. About Bowers, if you had the choice of taking Bowers in the second or Mayor in the third, I probably lean Bowers still. But if Mayor goes fourth, fifth round, I'm taking Mayor. Yeah, and and honestly, Mayor Mayer could be great in the third round versus Bowers. Um, I just think that where these guys go really determines the value of their your pick because if you're trying to draft like a Bryce young and you have, let's say you have like the fourth pick in the draft. Do you take Bryce young? He's probably the safest, one of the safest picks on the board, but is it the best pick? Right. And I'm not sure that he is. Now, if you're eighth, ninth, 10th, I'd say, honestly, probably go for it. If he is, if he's still there, take him because now you, you know, you're set at quarterback, you know, he's going to put up numbers. Um, may not be like last year numbers but he, he'll still be probably top 10 numbers right so i don't know i think i think the value does where you pick matters um, what obviously what type of league you're in if you're in a one quarterback league you can wait on quarterback yep you don't have to you could wait for 15 to go and you can grab two tier two quarterbacks have the two best tier two quarterbacks and have your loaded running backs, receivers tight ends whatever
0: totally based on last year's data yeah if you didn't land one of those elite tier ones um tier two so we talked about the huge 13 point gap between like just within tier one but tier two and tier three all of those combined, there's a three points per game gap only. So that is a key metric to look at to know, oh, I should be loading up on running backs, receivers, yeah. tight ends. Whatever. If you can't
1: get one of the top tier guys, yep. just hold off. Hold off and wait because there's there's a giant block of quarterbacks or any position really. There's usually a giant block. That there's not much deviation in between the, the top of that block and the bottom of that block.
0: And it's hard not to get caught up on names. We all have names that we love. And, Mm -hmm. you know, go get the guy that you really like or feel great about. But, yeah, statistically, not much of a difference there. doesn't really matter. It's not going to win you money or help you win your league, whatever.
1: Right. Um, There's one other quarterback. I I don't really know how much of an opinion I have on him yet. But Dylan Gabriel at Oklahoma. (laughs) I feel like he's getting drafted where he's getting drafted. He got drafted in the fourth round of this best ball. And I'm not saying it's a bad pick because I don't really know what to think yet. Um, You know, he's coming off the injury and all that stuff. He's going to a new school, but it's not Lincoln Riley's Oklahoma anymore. right? So your take, it's almost like it's, he's getting drafted as if he's a part of that, and I know Oklahoma's got a bunch of talent. Like we talk about Alabama, we talk about Ohio State, you know, the Clemsons. Like all those, those schools have a lot of talent. But you're you're bringing a whole new coaching staff in. As a matter of fact, the head coach, it's, it's Venables, right? He took that job? Yep. He's not an offensive coach. So I'm just not really sure if I'm taking that chance.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you who I've got above and below him, and let me know who you like. Um, so, let me, 14th, you want me to
1: scroll down to the rankings. Or?
0: Sure, go for it. Fourteenth. Okay. There we've got DTR, and then Gabriel, and then Van Dyke.
1: I'll, I'll do. I'll stop at 16. ten there, so no people can't see the top ten yet. All right. So you say, okay, yeah. So Gabriel at fifteen, DTR at fourteen, Van Dyke sixteen. Like I like all. I don't mind Gabriel at fifteen. I really don't. But I feel like in my let me see where he was taken in my
0: and, and it is your draft that determines the value on where you should take these guys. So yeah, if if Gabriel is is going in the first four rounds, no way I'm touching him. No way. He
1: went ninth, in the ninth quarterback. He's QB nine in this best ball. Yeah. That's and like the- if you look at the QB nine and these in your rankings, that's Will Rogers. Are you seriously taking Dylan Gabriel over Will Rogers? <laughs> no, <laughs> I I mean I know we talked about just blocks, you know of of cube, um, tier ones, tier two, tier three, tier four, all of that, but you're you're really grabbing somebody that's like maybe upper end of tier two and getting swapping somebody who's in the middle of tier one. Like mm-hmm. the upside, Gabriel has all the upside in the world. Like I, I don't think that anybody's gonna sit here and argue that. He can't be great. I think it's very possible. I just think there's a lot that we still need to find out about Oklahoma and, and him, quite honestly. Um, and on, If you want my personal opinion, I had nothing to do with these rankings. I don't know that I would rank him 15th. Yeah. I think he might be 20, 22 around in there because I, I personally have an attachment to Daquan Finn. He's one of my favorites. He's got him at 17. Yep. Um, I like Van Dyke, too.
0: I like him, too, but I want to see what he's like in the new regime there at yeah. Miami. That's one of the... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's like if you scroll to the bottom, why don't we start there okay. and really dive into the list? But um, you'll see the portal <laughs> and the coaching changes, how much yeah. they've impacted these rankings. That has made it difficult. There's a lot of unknowns. By the um, way, by the way,
1: I want to shout out to you because this is really cool. Like if you go on the rankings and you click this little plus thing here.
0: So you that, won't see it if you're on desktop, but yeah, if you're on mobile or a tablet, you'll see the little plus sign.
1: Little plus boom. If there's this Indiana, Auburn, Virginia Tech. All of these guys are at different schools than they were last year, by the way. I was getting all to of your them, I was yes. getting to your portal point, <laughs> but I wanted to throw this in there. Like Levi Williams. Boom, Utah State was at Wyoming. Phoenix. I mean, imagine
0: obviously. imagine if you are a casual fan, which probably no one listens to this podcast is just a straight up casual because oh, the
1: only DGEN's allowed here.
0: Yeah, we're doing March yeah. uh, mock drafts and best ball leagues. So right. um and that's only because it's March. We did them in February too and January, but whatever. Um so <laughs> um yeah, if you look at the bottom, I think seven there—they're all new teams. You've, yeah. uh, if, and I this, this if I wasn't diehard, it would be hard to, you know, remember all these teams and where they went. It would, yeah, it'd be interesting to kind of take
1: a quiz. But this yeah. is the one that is really intriguing to me. I don't disagree with where you have him. I just feel like it's such a wild card
0: talking bo Nix here bo, at- nicks,
1: bo nicks bo nicks. i'm sorry bo nicks, i'm assuming everybody's gonna yeah. be able to see this but some people are gonna be listening so bo nicks at qb 44 he could easily be top 30 or he could be 60 like i feel like he has such a wide range of outcomes that makes it really intriguing and when you grab him
0: yeah, it's it's one of those things where he was ultra talented and maybe just had the wrong fit at Auburn. Um, he's had a rough go with the coaching changes and all that and the pressure of having that, you know, family history there with that with that school. So yeah, you're yeah. right. Like it could just be a year. We're not saying he's gonna be, you know,
1: Joe Burrow, but mm-hmm.
0: What would happen if Burrow never transferred? We wouldn't know who he is. He wouldn't be on the Bengals right now. So look
1: at Kyler Murray, same way.
0: Yeah, on a smaller scale. Yeah, Bo Nix could shock people out in the Pac-12, and And, yep, that's the point that
1: I made. I made on the other podcast, like Bo Nix. He's not going to be chased by SEC lines anymore. Look, I get there's great athletes in the Pac-12, but let's, let's be real here. Like defensive lines in the SEC are very, very good. Um, that's that's pretty much the difference, the biggest difference in my opinion between an SEC powerhouse versus a Pac-12 Big Twelve um, team like It's really good, but they just don't match up in the trenches, and that's because they have defensive linemen that did you see what's his name? Uh, is it Jordan Davis?
0: <laughs> yeah. Did you see that? Thing? Or whatever. And like a 483, <laughs> 482,
1: 40, yeah. 318 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> like they're not doing that out there in Oregon. You know, out, they're just not. Yeah. So um, I hate to like say it like this, but I feel like he might have an easier time out there.
0: Yeah, I agree. Another guy that I really like in this bottom, you know, 40 to 50 range here would be Charlie Brewer going to Liberty. Um, mm. Another transfer.
1: All uh, of these guys are transfers, except your guy there at 42, but we'll, we'll go.
0: And, and May, and May. But yeah, everyone oh, else is yeah. a okay. transfer. Yep. Um, That's wild. You got, so yeah, um, <laughs> Richardson's another where... Emery Jones said he was going to transfer, but he's still there going into spring ball. Um, Just a new staff. You really, really don't know. He Mm -hmm. sure as heck looked great at different points of the season.
1: But then he didn't look great at times.
0: Well, he started against... Georgia.
1: No, 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 I'm not. I'm not Uh, trying to knock him. Yeah, like he he came in, and you're like, "Oh my god, why aren't we playing this guy?" And then he comes in, and then you're like, "Oh, okay, well maybe that's why we're not playing this guy." Like you, you could see, like it's like I don't want to say it was Jekyll and Hyde, but it was like we we know he's got more upside than Emory Jones, but he's a little raw still.
0: Yeah, it was the difference between passing against USF and Georgia. That that was it. Yeah, that's, but, that's fair. That's very
1: fair. Um, Another one. He's at forty. Spencer Rattler. I look. I, I I've, I'm avoiding him not because I don't think he's good. I just I I need to see more from South Carolina. Like I need to see. And Andrew talked about it on our other on the Burning Red Shirt Pod. He is very high on South Carolina. They've had a lot of, a lot of transfers coming in. Um, matter of fact, they got the, the wide receiver from uh, James Madison, I believe. Um, don't remember the name, forgive me. But I think they've kind of loaded up in the transfer market, transfer market, transfer portal. Um, sorry, my yeah, soccer's, soccer's on my mind. So it's, you know, I, I got, that's there. But anyway, Spencer Rattler has some potential there to be, like, he's at 40. He could be a top 20 quarterback. Like, there's a lot of guys down on the, the bottom end of this list that could easily shoot 20 spots up the board.
0: And this is where the portal has really thrown college fantasy rankings into, uh, into like a, I, I don't know. It's just there's a, there's a wild card effect that, yes, Bo Nix, he could kill it. Anthony Richardson could end up being top 15. Brewer could. Rattler could. You know, DJU could. Um, there's some really good players here, like Zach Calzado, we have at 49th. He's going to Auburn. They're probably the biggest wild card in all of the country with what's going on there. Um, but he by, beat Alabama way, last year.
1: By the way, the wide receiver is Antoine Wells from hmm. James Madison that transferred to South Carolina. But sorry, I had I it was bothering me. I had to I had to get that out there. So but yeah, Drake right.
0: May at North Carolina at 43. Hey, you know, maybe they're just gonna be a year late to pop. And maybe maybe this yeah. becomes. the, I mean, they were a darling in the the you know preseason magazine world last year, mm-hmm. and our rankings probably reflected that, and rightfully so. But then, hey, maybe maybe this is a year for. Well,
1: well if you think, think about it, North Carolina. You're talking about North Carolina. Yeah. Like Howell was what a top five. Oh, he was top five for sure. Top five quarterback. Why, if the system doesn't change? Let's assume the system is the exact same. They've got good talent at wide receiver. I think they've they've kind of still got some talent at running back. He could easily be a top 15 quarterback.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If he plugs right in and, and and plays, not saying he's Sam Howell, but hey, why why not? Yep. Right? Like the potential is there. Like a lot of these guys, there's potentials there. Grant Wells, like he was great at, at Marshall. Yeah. Yeah, and really then he goes was. to Virginia Tech, and you're like, okay, nah, I don't know about all that. But it's kind of a wait and see with a lot of these guys. But I think the big one that we need yeah. to talk about.
0: Before we get there, before we sure. get there, I just want to at least mention mm-hmm. what's going on at Arizona. Um, mm. Jaden Delora could be really good too, potentially. Like yeah. they, they were able to pull Jacob Cowing surprisingly. Florida was going after him. Another couple other big schools were going after him. And Arizona got him. They had a couple guys in the, I think, Under Armour All-American game, or at least one playmaker, super quick guy, four-star athlete, picked Arizona. Like, they've got something going on there to kind of turn things around. They're going to be a fun team to watch uh, for college fantasy football, someone you normally ignore. Is there
1: any way, speaking of cowing, is there any way you can trade him back to me? In Dynasty, <laughs> Yes. I you know I grabbed him the year before you joined. Yeah, if people don't know, like Brian joined the league. I had an owner drop out, and he just graciously took a team that wasn't great. Let's we'll go ahead and put that out there. It wasn't great, and I traded him. I don't even remember what the exact trade was. Um, I didn't hate my end of the trade, but like I gave Cowing because I, I felt like his upside was limited at UTEP, which I think most people would would kind of agree that his upside was limited and he actually exceeded expectations. And now he's going a place where he's probably their best player, best weapon at a better school with a better quarterback. Like this is going to be a potentially a a great situation for you because you have him on your dynasty roster, but I'm more of, so for him in Arizona, but we won't talk about him too much (laughs) because you know, but all right, we'll, we'll move on. Quarterback 39, where you have him listed, is DJ Uyunglele. I have – I love where you have him. I think you, it's fair to where you have him. I just feel – and we talked about this pre-recording of this. I just feel that if he is as bad as he was last year, there's no way he finishes the season as their starting quarterback. There's absolutely no way. Um. The coaching staff, if they if they roll him out there starting the season and he's their starter, he has to be showing them something. Either that, or the guys behind him are just complete, just trash. <laughs> I, and I don't I'm saying that kindly, but I just I think everybody's trying to see get that 2020 season where he came in for Trevor Lawrence was it two games that he that he played. I think you one and a half, something one and a half. Like the Notre Dame game is what sticks out to everybody. Yeah. Clemson won that game with DJU at quarterback, and DJU didn't play poorly. He played well. He played as if, you know what, maybe it's not Trevor Lawrence that's good. I mean, it, it kind of brought, it brought those questions like, you know what, maybe it's just Clemson's just good all around, and Trevor Lawrence is better than or makes Trevor Lawrence look better than he is. And then you get to that last year and it's an absolute flip-flop of that he looked absolutely lost he looked he didn't look confident making his throws it just really looked bad
0: yeah and and to kind of go so they he started off two against georgia really really rough game to open the season against that defense um that doesn't happen this year. So if you look at their schedule, because you're thinking of momentum, right? Like, okay, what if what if they open up with a few hard games and he really struggles? Are they gonna turn over to, to the to the freshman Klubnik? Are they gonna turn to the um, you know former Clemson five star that transferred back, Hunter Johnson? <laughs> yeah. Um, what are you but, do? Yeah, they open with Georgia Tech, which. Eh uh should be fine should be a fine uh yeah warm up early game and then they play Furman and then Louisiana Tech and then they go on the road at Wake um like their schedule is pretty favorable and i
1: think um if you don't know what you got by wake yep i, I don't know i i'm hoping and i think he will be better and i said this pre-recording I think a lot of it could come down to the strictly like focus like look it's not as easy as you thought it was going to be look you came in for Trevor Lawrence you played great and that's awesome but now that you're the starting quarterback teams prep for you and you have to be one step ahead and I don't think he was putting in that work to be one step ahead and I think that could be part of the reason he struggled um So maybe he learns – he's got to sit down and say, look, I was terrible last year. I got to be better.
0: The other thing that we don't know the answer to is, did they get a guy in the slot yet? Um, You know, a great tight end would help him out a lot. I don't know if they've got that. They certainly haven't taken it through the portal, um, which, you know, most teams – all the great teams, at least other than Clemson, seemingly are doing it. You know, Alabama – they they've only taken a few but they've taken the best of the best um
1: um yeah but that is gonna that, be they, an interesting they, one they you're they knew, right i'm hoping i, I like goes back to a couple of these other guys like i'm hoping that since i own them in dynasty and, and like i hope they they turn it around but like right now qb 39 there you could even argue he could be lower but you just i think everybody has to have a feeling that clemson's got to come back at some point like they have so much talent down there that if 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 not now when? yeah so i think like you said that schedule's really favorable if i'm not even sure if if he struggles in the first couple games i don't know that he makes it to wake but like you, like you said who's going to play for him and i i don't know the answer to that but um we can move on now. Off of him,
0: yeah. So Pitt, uh, number quarterback thirty-eight. We've got Keaton Slovis transfer from USC. Um, mm-hmm. That's an interesting one to see if they can kind of pick up where they left off with Pitt and keep that going. Um, John Reese Plumley from Ole Miss to UCF, and that's an
1: interesting one, right? Like. Mm-hmm. I feel like he could either be just to the moon quarterback. Like, he's, you're going to draft him probably, you know, 12th, 15th round-ish, and then he's going to be a top-10 quarterback, or he's going to be playing tight end yep. by midseason. Like, is that not possible? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, he was playing wide receiver for Ole Miss before he transferred. Like, he's, he's, t- he's clearly great athlete. I just want to know what, like, we're projecting him as a, a QB 37, but what happens if he doesn't even play quarterback? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, like, I, I think he will. I just, the, if the um, precedent's already been set with him that he can play wide receiver. And if they feel like they have a talent, if they're if they're short at wide receiver and they have another quarterback kind of ready to go, why wouldn't they move him? Get the best totally the field at all times, right? Like,
0: it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I, I heard a lot about the other guy that they had from Hawaii. um That mm-hmm. I think he's still a backup there, but maybe, maybe Plumley doesn't win the job. And that's one of those things where these are the spring rankings, y'all. Right. So these are going to change a lot before you're, um, you know, drafting here, like going into August and whatnot. So. Um, Anyone else here stand out to you? We've got some boring picks I, to I me. Mean, like
1: some of these guys are kind of like, eh. I, I like Cameron Rising. I think I just I like Utah. I like what they've got going on there. I think they're they're just a quiet, really good team. Um and he kind of came alive that last what four or five games for them where they beat Oregon twice. They go to who the, they play in the uh um who do they play they play baylor who do they play they didn't play baylor who do they play
0: i don't know but to me they're not a quiet good team. i can't believe whittingham's been there so long like well, I, I say quiet because not offered him?
1: i say quiet more so because they always seem to be good but nobody ever talks about them
0: right yeah it's crazy they're always disciplined in fantasy football mm-hmm. Uh, their defense is like a mainstay. They're a staple to be a top 10 college fantasy defense. And to answer um, your,
1: your your question about like Whittingham, like why hasn't he gone somewhere else? Maybe he has been offered and he just likes it there.
0: Totally. Yeah, I love it. I
1: love mean, it. I, if, if you were a head coach, I'm, sorry, we're kind of going off track here, but if you were a head coach and you had been per- successful where you are and you're getting paid millions of dollars to do this, his job's safe, right? He's not going anywhere. He's not, they're not going to fire him unless he does some scandalous thing. Like, maybe it's not worth to pack up your family and move. Because they
0: went to the Pac-12 with him, right?
1: I believe so. I think so.
0: Um, but yeah, he's making four. Yeah, 1. they did. They did four point one make... mil a year, and he's yeah, he is would... he's killing it there.
1: Like you go, let's say, let's just say, Auburn fires Harson. <laughs> Very possible um, <laughs> that they go to Whittingham and offer him eight million a year. <laughs> uh, yeah, Auburn's did he turn it down? Issues, maybe but... he. Maybe he doesn't turn it down. But like, that's the kind of money I feel like it would have to take for me to move. Right. Like yeah, I'm already maybe. making four million a year. Like if you're gonna offer me five, I'm like, you know what? I've already I'm I'm good here. That's just my opinion. Hey, maybe there's there's probably a lot more to it. Getting your kids moved around. I don't know how old his kids are, if he has kids, but yeah. there's a lot to that. But go on. Yeah. Let's move and on the list.
0: I'll get an up close uh look at them. They open up in the swamp uh week one. That'll be oh, a good yeah? one. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's a good one. Yeah,
0: it'll be a fun one. And so I'll you, definitely be going are, out there. What are
1: you gonna do when Utah wins? i'm just kidding i'm just kidding. i'm not
0: prepared to answer that here march March 4th or whatever i'm not prepared for that kind of uh...
1: but you wouldn't be surprised if they won because they're a good team correct they're a really good team and the fan cap off right take the florida fan cap off and you say utah florida that's a good game
0: great game yeah um it's not going to get the publicity of you know a Georgia, Clemson, and nor should right. it. But it's it is a really good game, right? And yeah. and they're the type of disciplined team who can come in and win, um, for sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, but yeah, Ellaby, Sean Clifford, Will Levis, Stetson Bennett, all kind of boring to me there until you yeah. get to Garrett Schrader at Syracuse, who is is overgoing. Um, a change or undergoing a change, whatever on the offensive side of the ball where, you know, last year they really featured their, uh, freshman running back and he's going to be probably a top 10 running back. Sean Tucker. Mm -hmm. Um, however, not for us because it looks like they're going to shift to more of a, uh, open like passing style game.
1: Dino Babers type. Yeah. Uh, whatever you want to call, air raid, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's kind of sad for Sean Tucker. Cause he was so good mm-hmm. um, in his well, role.
1: It makes you wonder like if he takes like the Washington state running back role, I know it's not Washington state. I'm just saying like an air raid type style mm-hmm. where he gets a lot of targets where yeah, he's they're not handing him the ball a lot, but he's going to get a lot of touches um, that are essentially runs, but they're, he gets 75, 80 catches in the season.
0: <laughs> yeah, he could. But, you yeah, know. Schrader um, might look odd to a lot of people there at 31st, but um, it's one that could climb. But I think it's it's about right for him.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Spencer Sanders, like I'm never excited about Spencer Sanders. Like he's, I think he's hit his ceiling, and that's just what it is. Yeah, I agree
0: he was um, he was super exciting as a freshman and it's just right. never kind of taken off and never, really it's not bad he's
1: just eh.
0: i feel that way about rattler though too yeah it's like it's just yeah. it isn't what we thought it was gonna be and That's uh fair. um so another guy who isn't what we thought it was but it's just really battled injuries and could end up being um much higher than this could end up much higher but Miles Brennan at LSU we've got him at 29th right now mm-hmm. um he's got one of the best weapons in the whole country in KeSean Boutte new coaching regime taken over um you know nothing like really proven at running back like he was really good um at quarterback till he got hurt um he was the starter
1: mm-hmm. yeah so that's one uh, to watch do our- we know he's not going to be Joe Burrow or we assume he's right. not going to be Joe Burrow. Right. But I mean, top 30 is still pretty good. Yep. I mean, if we're being honest, like any of these guys, um, if you roster, heck, if you start two quarterbacks in a 12 team league, you're getting like, these are the guys that are like first off the bench. Yep. Right. So heck he might start for you, but yeah, I think, I think he has some pretty good potential there too. I like to his brother there in Maryland. I, I maybe because i just like tua and i think you know this i don't know I, I i think if you could get him a little later than maybe where his adp is i think he'd be a really good third quarterback for you
0: yeah i like that he's got some dual threat um mm-hmm. ability and uh yeah on a given 29 nine a game be, almost
1: on a given week he could be your best player totally you know, I don't know what their schedule looks like, but um it's Big Ten schedule, so Yeah, exactly.
0: We've got Jakovic at Boston College coming back for his senior season with a little bit of pro potential. He's at uh twenty-seventh. And then an interesting one for me, Max Johnson, really Texas A M. Um and their their freshman coming in that mm-hmm. Max Johnson will battle and probably I would assume beat out. Weigman or whatever um Jimbo had said some like pretty eye-opening things who I guess you would say it about your freshman quarterback but so they they didn't even want to go after Ewers because of uh Weigman who they have the freshman coming in so I really look forward to that battle but Max Johnson was solid and I think he'll probably end up with his experience getting the nod and they've got some more speed. They're going to have a different element to that A&M offense that they haven't had in years past.
1: Yeah. I think so too. I mean, Jimbo's definitely got a team. He's got something brewing down there. Yep. Um, I mean, you saw that they, I mean, they beat Alabama this year, like, but they had some losses that you're like, uh, they probably shouldn't have lost those games, yep. but you can you can see he can get them to he can get them up for a game, and if he can get it to come all together, they're going to be a tough team to beat. Um, this one's interesting. Another transfer, Adrian Martinez. I feel like he's been in college forever. Um, I think it's, it's got to be his fifth, sixth year by now. Yeah. Um, goes to Kansas State. Not really a place where you're like, oh, that's kind of like – kind of regressive in terms of fantasy, right? Like <laughs> – like, the only thing you can you can really bank on and hope for is maybe he's Colin Klein and, <laughs> and he's just a monster. Right. <laughs> you remember Colin Klein. Yes, but, of course. <laughs> like if he can be that, then, you know, sky's the limit. But like it just seems like he he was another player that we I remember when he was a freshman, he was first pick in everybody's dynasty draft. Of that new year, like he was the guy. Everybody grabbed him because he's the dual threat. And you had uh, Frost at Nebraska.
0: I traded up for him. I was so excited to take him in the first round.
1: Everybody was. (laughs) You weren't the only one. Yeah. Um. But now he goes to a place where you're kind of. It's not really flashy, but you got a great running back, in Deuce Vaughn. Um. Maybe they just play read option all game and just. Either either keep it or give it, right? And then they're just going to run 80 times between the two of them. I don't know. But that's an interesting one. 25th seems if, – if I'm sitting there needing a quarterback, I don't know that I take him. Because I feel like he's burned us so much in the past that it's like, you know what, no, screw this guy. I'm going with somebody else. <laughs>
0: I totally get that, but he but came he's on not strong. He came on bad. pretty strong last year. Like he averaged thirty-one a game.
1: Um, that's great. That's really good. And I think yeah. the problem he has is that in our minds, we always have this bar set for somebody. Oh yeah. And when, and when they don't reach this this lofty bar of expectations that we have, it kind of diminishes our opinion about them. Whether it's fair or not, it's just the, the truth, right? that's the truth um that's with anything right if if you have expectations set you don't meet those expectations now i'm like okay and now we move on even though you might have been really good but you weren't great like we projected you to be yep
0: so we'll skip ahead here a little bit 24th we have brett gabbert 23rd seth hennigan that's gonna uh, be an
1: interesting one I, yep that could go either way for me uh Memphis, they bring a lot of talent and especially in the transfer portal. Um, but you lose Calvin Austin. Yep. Uh, I don't know. I I I think I'd wait and see kind of who emerges there. They got running backs. See, they have a stable of running backs that who's it gonna be. I'm not <laughs> I'm not necessarily worried about who's it gonna be, but you I have am. so well, <laughs> we are is if you're drafting a running back from there, yeah. but I'm more so talking about the offense in general. Yeah. if you have five running backs that are really good why are we throwing the ball
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know like if you have i know college coaches are dumb and they they don't even know what they have but if they have five four or five running backs that could start almost anywhere why wouldn't you feature them we have uncertainty at wide receiver let's just let's just run the ball why wouldn't they do that now? I know that probably won't happen, but if especially when you're trying to figure out who's going to take Calvin Austin's place, I mean, Javon Ivory, I have him in Dynasty, I think he's going to be a pretty good player, but you need more than one. Yep, so I oh, I'll just move on to the next one quarterback 22, KJ Jefferson. I like KJ Jefferson. I probably shouldn't like K.J. Jefferson as much as I do, but I I watched him play like three or four times last year, and I'm like, you know what? That guy is a tank.
0: He is, and <laughs> Arkansas is fun, man. With, yeah. What Pittman's doing there, it's great. And
1: I know they lost Burks, but I think they're they're pretty pretty loaded at wide receiver. They roster.
0: got the top receiver, at least coming out of high school, Jaden yeah. Wood from Oklahoma when he came out, right. but he hasn't – lived up to the billing but hey it's another fresh start you never know he's yeah. he's battled some injuries and things uh, yeah yeah that's going to be a fun one we've got devin leary at 21 he's had such a,
1: a he had such a surprising season like if you go look at his numbers like right 34 almost 34 and a half points per game yep. that's wild and mm-hmm. people probably if if you're not a D-Gen, like you probably are like who devin <laughs> leary who he, the NC State really? Like but his his numbers were phenomenal. So I mean I, I don't know if he does it again, but hey, <laughs> you gotta you gotta rank him accordingly, right? Yep. You have no reason to think he's gonna like regress um significantly. But yeah, he had 35 TDs to five picks. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, That's he, he was unreal. Great. and just a year ago he was in like a quarterback battle but no he's taking that over he's nc state he's just completely solid great player Mm -hmm. um 20th we've got if if you haven't watched a lot of incarnate word football you might not have ever heard of cameron ward but he transferred to washington state he comes in at number 20
1: man i I don't was this pre-show or was pre-recording or was this Pre, yeah, pre, pre-recording. pre-recording and in honor of our mocks or our best balls, whatever, he went like fourth round and I can't, maybe it's not dumb. I, it could be great, but I like we talked about, if we talk about like value, I don't think you're getting the value at him there, of him there, because he would then have to be a top 10 quarterback. If you're taking him in the fourth round, yep. he's got to be a top 10 quarterback. And I don't know that – like, there's so many other guys on this list that we'll get to here in a second, like, that I am I would rather take that gamble on than him. It's not even gambles with some of these guys. Like, I know what I'm going to get out of a Jaron Hall or a Daquan Finn even. Like, I think you you know what you're going to get. Like, Cameron Ward, who says he's going to be good?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's going to be an interesting one to I mean, watch.
1: They, they had a pretty tumultuous coaching situation last year. Right, like Rolovich, they basically canned him for not getting vaccinated or whatever the heck it was. Right, like he was so against the masks and all that stuff. Whatever. Yep. I'm not gonna take a stance on that. I just they had a lot going on internally, and now you're gonna to bring this transfer quarterback in with a new coach, new all this stuff. That does it work? Uh, man, I don't, I don't know. We'll find t- out. I'm sure not taking him in the top four rounds.
0: No, me neither. Definitely not. That would be a a (laughs) bold, I guess, or dumb, whatever. Um, We've got Jaron Hall at BYU, who's really surprising just BYU as a program. You really thought, at least I did, that they were going to take a dip after um, uh, their quarterback went number two overall to the Jets or whatever. Um, How am I forgetting his name? Anyways... Jaron Hall, 20 touchdowns. Zach yeah, Zach Wilson. 20 touchdowns, five picks last year. Um, averaged just under 31 fantasy points a game as a freshman. So you kind of expect that to incline, keep, keep rising here a little bit, going into his second year as the starter. Surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Another one that's surprising to me, 19, Purdue. I've been following Purdue for a while, kind of expecting – either O'Connell or uh, Jack Plummer to really take that job. Jack Plummer has since transferred, so it's going to be Aiden O'Connell. He's our quarterback 18, but the coach, Jeff Brom, he was supposed to bring a dynamic passing attack and everything like he's done in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, just hasn't really happened. He's, you know, quarter, quarterback injuries, like quarterback battles. Um he's kind of never had one guy go the full season. So we'll see if O'Connell can make that happen this year.
1: I mean, he, he wasn't bad last year though. I mean, like you think, I mean, he, we got him at 18. Obviously he's projected to be good. Um, you know, he threw 3,700 yards and 28 TDs. I mean, maybe the touchdowns is a little low, but yep. Plummer had seven TDs. So there's 35 touchdowns in that passing offense. Like that's not bad. That's almost three three a game. That's not bad. <clears throat>
0: That's valid. Yep. And this, hmm. then we've got your boy.
1: Daquan Finn. Oh, man. I grabbed him as a, like a waiver wire pickup midseason last year because I, I, I don't remember the exact situation. I just remember it, I was kind of out of it. As far as my team, like I knew I probably wasn't going to win the league, but like we have a a deadline where like after the playoffs start, like people can't pick up players anymore. You can't just start churning a bunch of your seniors out to go pick up freshmen. Like, so you have to, if you're going to do that, you got to do it before that deadline. So I went and grabbed him. Like he had like had like a little flash, you know, a couple series in one game. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take this kid. I'm going to see what happens. And then the other guy gets hurt. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, here we go. And I'm just sitting back watching this guy. I'm like, oh, he's going to be a superstar next year. And I'm going to have him on my team and I'm going to do some damage with him. But in all seriousness, like, I think, I think he's like that typical dual threat that you want in a college fantasy quarterback. The guy that he might throw for 218 and two touchdowns, but he might run for 150 and two more. Mm -hmm. yep that's the guy you want and he's so i don't want to say he's boomer bust because i don't think that's it i think his his ceiling he has a glass ceiling in terms of fantasy value um and obviously a max schedule is always something that you like in a in a player um but that's that's where i stand on daquan finn i don't know how you feel
0: yeah i like him a lot and then at sixteen, we've got Tyler Van Dyke from Miami, and we've talked about this group, so I'll I'll skip through them mm-hmm. and and kind of a he was amazing last year as a freshman. Um, if the coaching staffs from staffs remain the same, he would be ranked higher uh, on these rankings to me. But we'll see mm-hmm. how he does there with the new regime
1: because he easily could be a top ten to twelve quarterback.
0: Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Dylan Gabriel at fifteen. We've talked about the Dorian Thompson Robinson um, QB. Yeah, I spoke about him earlier. I I don't know how
1: you feel really about him. I I like
0: him a lot. I think uh, he's got great upside. But that Chip Kelly offense, you know, it's it's mm -hmm. just probably a matter of time before. And he came
1: back. Like a lot of these guys came back for UCLA. Yep. When they didn't necessarily have to. Yeah. You know.
0: UCLA is going to be a fun one to watch. Mm-hmm. Um Ooh, another I like one kind of out um out there on the the west coast would be Jake Hayner for Fresno State. Who this is one where I he's uncomfortably low to me. Like he's one of those guys who could easily be 10th yeah. or even 7th I or 6th. I, as much as I'm
1: a Boise fan, I I hate the fact that he's there, but he is really good. Fresno is really good. And they brought Tedford back, right?
0: Oh, I'm not sure. Um, I know Hayner, like, dipped into the transfer portal for a minute. Yeah, when well, he, no, he
1: had committed to Washington. Mm. And then he backed out. Like, as a matter of fact, he did it before the bowl game. Backed out, came back to Fresno, played in the bowl game. Wild, right? <laughs> that is wild. Like, he did one of those, like, pre um, – those pre-bowl game transfers – And then he just changed his mind and um, went back and stayed at at uh, Fresno, but I'm pretty sure he he, stayed. Tedford came back. I I I could be up. Could be. I know
0: Jalen Cropper came back, and he's got some receivers to throw to. Yes. So. um, Yes. Yeah. Hayner could be legit. Jackson Dart for me is a super fun one at number twelve. We've talked about him at Ole miss um always great to be a part of uh wayne kiffin's offense Mm -hmm. um and then quarterback 11 we've got grayson mccall he's he's steady man he's he's gonna be a junior this year uh 400 he eclipsed the 400 point mark and he's one of those guys like you mentioned who, hey, maybe by the third quarter, he's kind of just handing the mm-hmm. ball off, or the backup rolls in. That's what hurts him the most. Something's good,
1: good for him though. They, you know, they lost um, a couple of big name targets, but they got Sam Pinkney in from Georgia State.
0: Yep,
1: wide receiver, and I think, I, I think that's going to help him a lot. I think Pinkney Pinkney, I know we're not talking about wide receivers, but Pinkney's one. If you're um, looking for a guy to kind of target as kind of a, a sleeper, if you will if that's even a real thing anymore, sleeper. But um yeah, that's I think that's gonna be great for Grayson McCall.
0: And then I got some negative feedback from a, a friend of mine when he looked at the rankings uh at first. Number 10, we've
1: got Quinn Ewers. What do you think there? I saw the negative feedback in the in the group text. I saw it. And I don't disagree with him. I think I, I think you're a hundred percent justified putting him there based on the scheme the offense that you're gonna you're gonna see but if 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 I'm drafting and I have a choice between let's just say Will Rogers Ewers McCall Dart those four guys I don't know that I'm taking Ewers
0: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm based on clear. all the mocks like Ewers is QB top five or six on most yeah I, I'm
1: games. not touching him there <laughs> Absolutely could be the best quarterback yeah. on this list, but I I know that like Jackson Dart's upside is way way higher to me um, right now. McCall, I think we know what we get out of McCall. Even Hayner, even Hayner, I would I would consider maybe taking before him in a dynasty, maybe not. Right. I mean, I think in dynasty, you're thinking, you know, what this kid could be their quarterback for the next three years. Yep. Two years, I guess technically, right. I mean, there's three. Is he a true freshman?
0: Uh, I think he's hard true. to say what, he will I mean, be what, what they are he's anymore. He's got yeah. four years of eligibility.
1: Okay, but he probably won't. If he's as good as they say he is, he won't use them all. Um, but if in Dynasty, he's like the perfect pick. Yep. Yeah, so.
0: I, and, and he's got savior worthy. More yeah. weapons to throw to. Look, I, great I, I said, he might be
1: the best player on this list. He could be the number one quarterback on this list. But I don't know that I'm taking him. Yep. I'm not that. I'm not. I'm a, I'm a gambler, but I'm not. I don't know. <laughs> that, that. That's not a gamble I'm taking.
0: Yeah. Um, certainly debatable. But yours is going definitely higher than QB 10 on average so far. Um, Matter of fact. I um, and and I love that the overhaul of Texas roster, like they needed it. Um, you saw the one maybe D-line coach or something just blow up on the bus and someone recorded it last year. And he was saying, oh, you know, a lot of you people don't need to be here. And, and they're not. They're not anymore. The the roster turnover is amazing. Um, so we'll see. And Ewers was certainly overshadowed by Caleb Williams, and maybe that is rightfully so. But Ewers could easily end up being the number one transfer um, if he lives up to his potential Absolutely. as – the best recruit since Trevor Lawrence or whatever
1: people oh, are saying. It's kind of a different though, transfer, though. It's not like he was starting and playing somewhere and then transferred somewhere else. Like It's kind of a Joe Burrow transfer. Well, not not yeah. exactly, but like Joe Burrow wasn't really playing at Ohio State. Right. He goes to LSU, and now he becomes their quarterback and, and thrives. It's the same kind of situation, right? Ohio State, transfer out go to another big time program maybe he takes the the bull by his horns so to speak right like that's just the whole way I look at it I don't know that it pans out that way yeah for him I hope so but again I'm not taking that that jump.
0: Yeah, we'll skip through a couple known commodities. Will Rogers, Mississippi State, Mike Leach is going to throw a ton. That's that's going to continue. Sam Hartman at number eight. I took him,
1: as a matter of fact, in our – let me pull it up here so I can – I don't want to lie to you. So in the first best ball I did, he was the first quarterback I grabbed. And I grabbed him real early, probably earlier than I should have. But I grabbed him in the second round. He was the – Fifth quarterback taken. But I, yep. I took him as fifth. Um, So we have him, what, at eighth? So it's not really that far off. Um, But I, I like Hartman. <clears throat> yeah, I do
0: too. I like him a lot. <clears throat> the next two I kind of struggled with. So Brendan Armstrong is one who he averaged 45 fantasy points a game last year.
1: He's got to regress, right?
0: His weapons are coming back. He's got wicks back. He's yeah. got everything else but, but Mel
1: Davis is coming back from injury too. Yeah. I, I mean but
0: they all six o O-linemen that played in their rotation are
1: gone. That's They've huge. And, and Tony Elliott's staff. the yeah, yep. Tony Elliott's the head coach. He was offensive coordinator at Clemson. Does he bring that offense there?
0: From what the I've read, they're they're deferring to Brendan Armstrong to you know, make it as easy as possible on him to Transition, kind of, yeah. which is smart. I, I've mm-hmm. seen a lot of, uh you know, coaching changes over the years. And that's one of the things where, you know, for a year, if the terminology remains the same for Armstrong, it's much easier for right. him to communicate in real time on the field. So we'll see the O-line part though scares me. Yeah. Right. All six of them are gone. Um So we'll see another one. That's, Scary to me, but dang, he's getting drafted high as Hennan Hooker.
1: Oh, I um, love Hooker. I, <laughs> I I
0: like him. I could totally see the path of regression, though, just as easy as um, some improvement. Like, ugh. That one's I
1: sick. I like Hooker a lot. I think six is fair. I think it's a hundred percent fair. Honestly, I might even put him fifth above Caleb Williams because I've already talked about Caleb Williams, but Hooker. I think he just has a really high upside um, as far as fantasy goes because he, he's the dual threat. Like If you're going to compare, and I know we did it on our other podcast, him and Bryce Young, Bryce Young doesn't run. Not because yeah. he can't, it's just he just doesn't. That offense doesn't require him to do so. Tennessee's offense needs Hendon Hooker to do all of that. Yep,
0: and the number of plays they run too.
1: Right, that's, that's yeah. kind of it. I'm not saying Hendon Hooker's a better player than Bryce Young. It's not even – What I'm saying, I think Hendon Hooker, as far as fantasy is concerned, is required to do so much more, and I think that's why his ceiling is is higher in my opinion than say Bryce Young.
0: Yeah, and I think two through like fourteen on this list, you're gonna see a a mismatch or like it's gonna be a mix and match. Like you could
1: you could take ten people to rank those fifteen players, and you'd get fifteen different yeah outcomes.
0: Um. So,
1: or however many people I said. Before. Yeah, you,
0: yeah, that would be impossible mathematically. But I, I, I get your point. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> um, yeah, Caleb Williams at five. They've got great weapons at USC. Who's going to be wide receiver one? Nobody knows. Um, going to be wide
1: receiver two and three. Like they're they've, they're <laughs> so they have so many receivers. I think they have like twelve on the roster that are like scholarship receivers
0: yep Taj Washington's another one to watch out for I know everyone's hot on Gary Bryant Jr yeah and Mario really. Williams and rightfully so but yeah, Brendan got, Rice
1: coming in too yeah
0: they've got a load of weapons um mm-hmm. we'll see if it can all mesh in in one off season and then how do you feel about uh QB4 and QB3
1: um I like them I personally on the Mordecai Trained a lot of people keep saying, Well, Preston Stone might take the job. Look, if he does, then so be it. But I think right now, I don't know how you, if you're SMU, how do you bench Tanner Mordecai after the season he just had? And he, he, I feel like he could have gone pro and been justified in doing so.
0: I don't see him getting benched. Um, that's the way I look at it. Like, yeah. I don't know
1: how you bench him. 39 TDs, 12 picks, and I don't know what his rushing stats were. I can pull them up. But, I mean, he had a great season. Yep.
0: 40 fantasy points a game. Can't yeah. argue with that. Like that's He's uh, one of those elite,
1: elite okay. ones Question. that we talked about. Question. If, let's say, they bench him. Does Preston Stone slide into that spot? Is that spot reserved for the SMU quarterback? Or do you would you rank him, let's say, 12th? If they came out tomorrow and said <laughs> Preston Stone is our starting quarterback.
0: I, I, would keep, I would probably have him top five if, if exactly. That, so it I really
1: I think you could just put SMU quarterback there.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> right? right. Like, I, but I think until we until they give us something that says Preston stone is the guy we have to roll with tanner mort
0: if it's even in doubt come come like main draft season like he will be dropped like if yeah. he's not locked up the the starting job you can't take him at qb4 you just can't if no, he might not even start the season yeah because
1: um, now you have them both in the top 30 yeah like you're gonna have both quarterbacks like 30 31 and you're like just flip a coin and take whoever you feel. Yeah. Or take both. I mean, it might be what you have to do. That might be one of those situations where you have to take the handcuff to ensure you get the quarterback in that offense.
0: Yep. True.
1: Um, but point. you asked me about, you asked me about number three, Malik Cunningham. I think I like Cunningham a lot. Um, if you're not going to talk about those top two guys, Cunningham is like the perfect QB one. He's yeah. not Lamar Jackson, but in terms of fantasy points, like I think it's pretty close. He's pretty good. <laughs> About as good as you're going to get without being Lamar Jackson, right? Like,
0: Yeah.
1: And that's hard to ask somebody to be Lamar Jackson. But and I only compare him to Lamar Jackson because he's at the same school, Louisville. So I like him a lot. Uh, I don't see any reason. I don't see how he's in anybody's or outside of anybody's top five. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can, you can debate on who you think is better, but I don't think you can justifiably put more than four quarterbacks in front of him.
0: Yep. And at number two, uh, I've got Bryce Young there. And I hear you. I hear you on the, you know, they're losing Mechie, they're losing Williams, they're replacing it with, with Burton, and they've got a ton of young talent. But I'm going to bet on Saban to figure it out. I don't think he's going to go into the year without – uh, proven commodity in terms of weapons the portal That's is there it's absolutely yep. fair yep the portal mm-hmm. is there if they need to hit it um before the time,
1: I, I don't disagree i think I, I i maybe i wouldn't put him at two but if i'm picking 10th 12th and a couple of these other quarterbacks are already gone i'm not going to hesitate and not take bryce young yeah I, I I don't know if it sounded like I was like hating on the guy or anything. no. Nah, I, nah. I just feel like with Alabama, one, they could be out of the game early. Because like, the top guy we're going to talk about could be out of the game early. could be 62 to nothing at the end of the third quarter. He doesn't even touch the ball in the fourth quarter. Or they run the ball because you know they can do that. If they, <laughs> right. if they absolutely just wanted to run the ball, it's like like they showed honestly, like they showed when Mechie went down. Brian Robinson was not really a f- big factor in that offense until the receivers started dropping.
0: Yeah, and he was hurt too.
1: Yeah, and, and they ran the ball pretty well. Yeah. Um, so I and what, what makes them just throw it a hundred times now, like Bryce Young. Bryce Young might just hand the ball off, and they can just control games that way. I don't know that they will. They've got a lot of turnover at, like you said, wide receiver. Um, Heck, coaching staff, again, you know, like, at what point does that take a toll? We've been asking that for years. We we say it for years. I I get it. Yeah. I just – I don't know, like they're losing offensive line too. And it's it's easy to say like off oh, with normal team that's that's gonna be a problem. Like you were talking about uh Virginia, they lost all but five or six offensive line that they had. Yep. Alabama could do that and replace it with a whole five star yep. line. I get it, but it's not the same. Like it's it's not the same line. It would take some time to get that line together and playing well. But uh. yeah,
0: Bryce Young, I think he's just he's a special, special dude, and I think they'll figure it out um we'll see um will he be quarterback too when we start the season hey i mean there's there's definitely room there for malik cunningham i don't think there's any question that that it's definitely a debate and you could you know depending on what your league how your scoring system is hey maybe it favors malik a little bit
1: i think Um, that's part of it too like bryce young's passing numbers were insane but then you go look at the rushing numbers and in all honesty, as a matter of fact, <laughs> you, guess how many yards Bryce Young had last year in 15 games? The exact – I bet you will never even guess. Even oh, over a 4,000 yards. No, rushing.
0: Oh, rushing yards, 29.
1: <laughs> zero. Zero. <laughs> he had 80 yeah. more, 81 attempts for zero yards. Now, I know he had three touchdowns, but they were probably a little short on the goal line you know one two yards out he got out scrambled ran it in whatever but he's not running the ball and we've talked about it on other stuff like until you get that like you know Cunningham's gonna run the ball you know you know Hooker's gonna run the ball you know Hartman's gonna run the ball you know those guys are gonna run the ball and that's the quickest way to score points as a quarterback just churn up some rushing yards yep right um
0: and especially if you're in one of those leagues too where it's like your quarterback passing touchdowns are four points instead of six yeah that that alone you would you would have to bump a dual threat
1: quarterback yeah absolutely see on mine i always do six um yeah same but you know but again i I don't hate bryce young there i think it's okay it's fair
0: and number one one? cj stroud for uh one of the most incredible offenses out there, elite elite receiver group. If you think about just the last few years, it's insane. Uh, the receivers they have, they have had. But yeah, even this year with um, a couple of studs leaving, with Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, they're mm-hmm. loaded uh, for mm-hmm. CJ Stroud and Ryan Day at
1: Ohio State. I love CJ Stroud. I, in our in the uh, best ball, the first best ball that I did. I had the um, first overall pick, or was that a mock that I did? It might have been the mock I had, and I took Travion Henderson, but I was back and forth between taking Henderson or Stroud. I just felt like get the skill position and get the best quarterback available coming back. That was kind of the way I looked at it. But like, yeah. if there's a guy that I'm gonna a quarterback that I'm considering taking. First overall, it's got to be Stroud.
0: Yeah, I think he's the only one I'd take in the first round. You know, depending on how the draft was going and everything. But yeah,
1: see, and I'm not trying to get a whole lot into draft strategy, but a lot of who you draft is dictated by who's already gone. Yeah. So if you're sitting in the tenth spot and three quarterbacks have gone already, you're like, well, hell, I better grab one. Mm -hmm. And if I don't grab one, it's gonna be a minute before it comes back and I can get another one, right? Like, yeah so um yeah I think Stroud at number one is eh, I don't know how you don't take him yeah quarterback one yep yep I agree but in fairness but in fairness if somebody said I I think Malik Cunningham's best quarterback I'm not gonna necessarily disagree with you if that that makes sense like I would I would plant my flag there in the the Stroud camp but yep
0: and it's alongside Ryan Day and that receiver group, uh, there's a lot going uh, yeah. right for that offense. Yeah. And I don't know um, what their
1: schedule looks like. But um I'm going to look it up because I'm curious what their what their schedule even opens up with. Give me one second. So Big 10, Ohio State. Okay. Um they go Oh, they open at Notre with Notre Dame. Fun. And then they get Arkansas State, Toledo, Wisconsin, Rutgers at Michigan State. I nice. mean, uh, Iowa, Penn State, Northwestern, Indiana, Maryland, and Michigan. Like They're going to be favored in every one of those games probably by double digits. <laughs> Maybe Notre Dame, they're only favored by seven and a half, but I think they're favored by double digits in that game. I agree, Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, they're going to be, they're going to be elite. Um, and then at receiver sheesh, with, um, Harrison, the way he came on at the end of the year, um, to go ride along with Jackson Smith and Jigba, but yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, so next we'll be moving on to running backs. Um, so this time next week, same thing, just different position um and uh yeah man i'm really looking forward to it and we'll get this posted out and shared um on twitter and on facebook in the morning
1: sweet yeah i'll definitely tweet that out so everybody can and everybody needs to subscribe and if you haven't already and follow on twitter all of our twitter handles i don't know if mine's visible on here but it's at zr tau underscore cff
0: um, Well, I appreciate the time, Zach. We will talk soon. Appreciate it. Hope you guys have a great rest of your weekend. See you guys. All right. Later.